Hello, and welcome to What Goes Bump in the Night. Hello and welcome to What Goes Bump of the Night. My name's Riley Clark and alongside me is... Trevor Jensen. And we are back with episode 43. Happy New Year, y'all. Happy 2021. Good race, 2020. At least I hope so. I hope it's going to be a good 2021 because we're putting out positive energies. Positive energies from What Goes Bump of the Night. Out to you, night crew. And with that being said, we are already halfway to our new year goal dang five thousand we're f- what is it eight days in four days in four i don't days even in. think we're fucking <laughs> five days in and we're already halfway there so I'm shout out to you, you shout out to us and we'll keep them coming we'll keep them heavy hitters a swanging from the home plate going straight out of the park so i mean i don't have any more notifications no i think that we started was, off the new year yeah with just one that's it that was it. You guys are doing a wonderful job, so why don't we yeah, just... Yeah, you guys already cleared out, cleared it out before we even got to it, so... Yeah. Oh, and then the merch. Oh, man, people are loving the merch already, too. So yeah, it's already. Like, I can't even say any more good things other than thank you, guys. So yeah, thank you. We greatly appreciate it. Well, with the new year, and I mean, there's nothing new coming other than... A new story! I was just going to say, other than <laughs> another story, because we're doing story time. There's nothing new other than, it's not for another heavy hitter. And we're back with what does it go bump? What does it go bump? <laughs> yeah, we changed the title this year. I guess it's no, we're keeping is. the title of the game. Does it go bump? Okay, so something in the shadows. Posted by user Parker underscore Thor 789. No sleep Reddit form. No sleep Reddit form. Always coming out with them good ones. I found a couple other forums that we're going to start using too. So it's like if you think we're a one trick pony get off that horse because we're not (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm just gonna go ahead and get right into the story there's something on my paper hold up (laughs) (laughs) there's like whipped cream looking shit i got it okay alone in a large manner i found myself bound to one room and one room only i knew there was other rooms in the house but i never had seen them before a family I merely heard sounds and assumed that there were others present. Other than the occasional sounds of this family, I was utterly alone in this house. I never left the room I took residence in, for I never felt the need to. The room was very spacious. From the king-sized bed in the left-hand corner of the room, one could see the master bathroom straight across from the dark hallway in the far right corner a place I never dared to venture. The only thing that kept me company was an old ornate dresser, hand-carved from a coffee-colored oak. A nightstand of the same fashion accompanied me to the right of my bed. The four walls were a dreary yellow, and the floor tiled black as night. The bathroom was large, but it was much darker than the room. On one side, a mirror stretched from wall to wall. Every now and then, 
I could just make out a figure standing behind me in the mirror. The figure wore a long black coat which covered its entire being. The face was its most noticeable feature. It was the face of a man. His skin was oily black. That was pierced as if by gunshot wounds. By two fluorescent white orbs where his eyes should have been. Its smile, if one could call it that, was feigned and of great malice. I felt great unease whenever I glanced towards the entrance of the bathroom because I knew he lay wait for me. However, I rationalized the specter to be my imagination. How could one spend so much time in such a large house alone and not begin to imagine? Days passed and I was content in a small empty room one day, while I was using the bathroom, I heard a faint voice come to me on the other side of the wall. A whisper, but then a scream, a disembodied cry for help. The voice, help! The voice belonged to a woman. At first, I tried to ignore the pleas. Please help me. Please help. But her horrid voice permeated my room all hours of the day and all the excruciating hours of the night. Finally, I decided to leave the safety of my room and find the cause of this distressed voice. I entered the dark hallway for the first time. The carpet was an olive green color and the walls were burgundy. Portraits of people dressed in Victorian style clothing adorned the walls. There was an eerie resemblance between one of the paintings and the man in the mirror. In between each f photograph was a burning candlestick. When I came to the voice's source, all I found was a blank wall. I tried frantically to find a hidden switch or lever, but it was hopeless. In a desperate attempt, I shoved on the wall as hard as I could and I fell through. This room had the same stained yellow walls as my room, but it was much smaller. It resembled a closet only big enough for a small mattress on the floor. There was a woman lying on the bed staring up at me with a look that sent chills through my body. It was not the look of relief or hope, but one of pity. I ignored the uncomfortable feeling of her gaze and grabbed her hand and rushed towards the door back into the hallway. However, when I turned a step from the room, a force pulled me back. The woman sighed and rolled over on the mattress and continued facing the wall. It was then that I knew why her look was so, one of pity. I figured the best thing to do was stay in the room and figure out what to do once I had calmed down. After all, at least I was not alone anymore. This room had a tiny window and it was daytime. And I could see trees and animals. It looked so normal, despite abnormalities that were occurring all around me in this cursed house. With great difficulty, I had finally managed to sleep, but it was in vain. In the middle of the night, we were woken by a strange sound. We looked towards the door, and we saw two emaciated legs skitter away from the entrance. I looked at the woman who had the look of death on her face. Her mouth was agape, and her jaw broken from screaming. 
Her skin was pale and so tight across her bones, it was tearing. No blood poured forth, just a thick, dark fluid. Immediately, the stench of rotting flesh invaded my nostrils. She was dead. And for quite a while, how long have I been trapped in this room and lying next to this corpse that I perceived and conversed with? as if they were living in a breathing human. I looked back towards the door to see the figure standing now holding an old candlestick. The wax from the candle was dripping off and burning its already thin and sickly skin. An old blood-soaked sheet covered its dilapidated body, and I could just make out the black eyes and mouth. I glanced back at the woman and hoped that she would be alive as once though she was, and when I turned back, the thing was now standing over me. Blood started pouring from the black eye holes in the mouth and it, as it begun to sob and howl, its body began to convulse with each movement, its joints dislocated, and its bones cracked with twisted limbs. It reached out to me. But before achieving its sinister goal, the thing shrieked and vanished, leaving behind only its ever-burning candlestick. I seized my chance, grabbing the candlestick and charging towards the entrance of the small room. This time, no supernatural force pulled me back. My first thought was to seek refuge in my once safe room where I remained blissfully naive of the horrors of this residence for so long. However, when I arrived, that thing was now writhing in my bed and staining the sheets with its putrid blood even further. But something about it had changed. Under the sheets that covered its body, I could see that its face took on a more lifelike and human shape. Suddenly, the blood-soaked figure was gone, and what took its place was much worse. Sitting atop my bed was a new apparition. In a seated position sat a replica of me. My eyes were burnt and bleeding. The skin that was visible was a rotten pale color, and something underneath the skin squirmed. My smile stretched far beyond natural limits. The skin began to tear around the corners of my mouth as it ghastly grin grew larger. I reached up to my mouth and started to pull even further. I turned away from this imposter and wretched. I turned and ran down the dark hallway because I could no longer watch me continue my self-mutilation. I fled deeper into the unknown manner away from the safety of the only room I had ever known. I ran down a corridor, and with every open door that I had passed, I could feel, almost see, something staring back at me. Though I never dared to give it my full attention throughout the corridor, I came to an immense staircase that seemed to descend into the depths of hell itself. And at the end of the magnificent staircase was a large and somewhat empty foyer. The only prominent feature of this room, other than a few sheet-covered pieces of furniture, was a grand fireplace. 
The ever-blazing fire roared with a hellish flame that burned so hot that I could feel the heat of the red and yellow and black flames from across the room where I stood now. I believed that at any moment the flames would escape their containment and spill out, engulfing the wretched manor and reducing it to ash, an idea that brought great pleasure to my trouble-filled mind. The light emanating from the fireplace caused the shadows of the furniture to dance around me in such a way that I could not discern the furniture from actual phantoms that may be haunting me. To escape from their illusions, I delved deeper into the house. In every crevice of the manor, dead eyes surveyed me. In every door left ajar, in every crack of the ceiling, in every minuscule space between the furniture, two eyes watched me. Though they were devoid of pupils, I knew they were following me. It was not long before I began to hear soft cries and whispers of this specter in the cracks throughout the house beckoning me to stay. Though I feared the idea greatly, something in my mind longed to see the full figure of this watchful spirit. To my misfortune, my terrible wish was soon granted. While madly looking for an exit, I caught the slightest glimpse of a girl's scurry out of sight. My attention was now on her further than finding a way to escape. As if on cue, she brought herself into sight from a dark corner of the room. She dragged her skeletal body into full view, dragging broken and rotten legs behind her. Covering her body was a white nightgown. Dirty and torn, her hair was long and black, but that too was withered. Her lips were crudely sewn shut, and blood poured from her eyes as if they were tears. With a gaunt and misshapen finger, she pointed behind me to the door that led out into the garden of the manor. I obeyed her command immediately, as if to seek some refuge from the garden. The garden that I now found myself in was not the same as what I saw from the little window in the upper room. There was no animals, and the only living things were just as deadly as the residents inside the house. The garden was adorned with white hemlock and snake root, nightshade, and rosary peas. The last being the most abundant. The deep red of these peas was a magnificent contrast to the gray and the black of the dead and decaying around me. Like the rosary of a religious man, the rosary peas seemed to bring me solitude, as if by some otherworldly force the sinister nature of this plant flooded my knowledge. Before thinking, I grabbed the handful of peas and crunched blissfully among the seeds. The toxins with them took longer to run their course than I had anticipated. I lay alone in the garden for hours, struggling to breathe. In my final agonizing breaths, the spirits that haunted me were encircling my body. As I lay dying, twisted smiles spread across their demented faces. Before my eyes closed for the last time, an apparition came into view, the replica of me. With its sickening and outstretched smile and its coarse laugh, 
I knew that I was uh, to be a permanent resident. <laughs> After some time, I awoke in a once safe bedroom where this nightmare had begun. The creatures that encircled me no longer brought fear because I was now one of them. And like these creatures, I know that one day soon, I too will lose my sense of humanity and thought. I will become like the replica I once saw of myself, a mindless beast tearing at its own flesh. That's why I write to you now. If you awake one day and find yourself in an alone in an empty bedroom and in a darkened room, never leave because you know what awaits you. Finn. Whoa, dude. Whoa, dude. I haven't been trapped in a room like that. Have you? Ah, that's a hard question. Like to even answer. in a dream. Like let's just go out on a limb. Like, have you had like a dream similar to that ever? Kind of. Like that's what I'm getting from the story is that it was a some type of a real, fever dream. A fever dream or like <laughs> <laughs> like some type of reawakening type thing. I mean I've had like lucid dreams that felt pretty real like that where you're in a different like I wouldn't say like a different room per se but like you're in your bedroom and then you open the door and that leads into a different part of your house but strange things are all happening in different parts of your house okay that's that's something similar it's similar yeah yeah. this one a little more traumatic yeah but nightmares and gruesome blood drooling demon monsters what do you think and the grunge looking girl what do you think those beasts are supposed to be do you think they're demons or do you think that they're like they're lost souls like how he was taken from his body basically and you think these lost souls all have that power pretty much to like turn other people that are like lost in these rooms into other like creatures like themselves I think that's definitely plausible yeah it's very plausible i want to say it's more likely than just being in another room and then all of a sudden yeah i mean are we gonna say that this story bumps though that's the question okay okay i'm gonna say i'm gonna say i think so i think it's creepy it's creepy Our too button's many, broken. Yeah, too many button slaps breaks a button <laughs> once now again. But, man, let's just go on some hypotheticals right now. All right. So, like how this person said, don't leave no matter what. So, like, say you wake up and you're in your, your house right now, and you hear people screaming in other screaming rooms of hell. your house. Yeah. In the room right next door. Would you go and investigate yeah, I'm your house? I'm going. If someone's screaming for help, you gotta go help them. It's really weird that he, like, goes in and I'm get- assuming he thought it was alive when he went in there. The lady, yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming because he said he was talking to it, but then he realized that it had been dead the whole she time. She just basically turned into a zombie corpse. <laughs> but now, if that happens, that's ultra creepy. Ultra creepy. So, and he'd been seeing. Let's just go back a little further. Yeah. And he'd been seeing 
this monster in the mirror already before all of this. Yeah, because he's fucking weirdo. So, I mean, are you looking? If you've seen this monster and you hear screams for help in the room next door. Never left this room. I don't think so. I don't think I could do it. You're staying? I would be pretty terrified. I probably would, but I'd be so terrified that I would have to, like, super motivate myself. Like, one, two, three, go! But I still then, I, would, I don't know. That would be You're really tough. You're still going, though. Yeah, that would still be really tough. Okay, into the second hypothetical. Say you get pushed into this garden that isn't really a garden. It's more of, like, an evil wasteland of death. Satan's rose garden. Where the only thing to eat is rosemary. Rosemary peas. peas. And rosemary. I've never heard of those before. Rosemary so peas. I don't know if I would eat them because it sounds like they're very toxic and will kill you. Yeah, it sounds like if you're like those plants that um, birds eat, but we can't eat. Yeah, red berries. You know. Yeah, those ones. Enticing. Red berries, always enticing. Never eat them. They look so juicy. So goddamn juicy. But then you're breathing all weird on the ground, and people are wondering why the hell you're doing that. <laughs> you're like, I ate the berries. <laughs> <laughs> you have berry juice all over you. It was so sticky. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say. It's just sticky. Sticky goodness. But I just. Are you go Okay. Do let's, you kill let's yourself go back. in that Do, hypothetical no, no, okay. because it's all too scary? She. Okay. The, the spirit or whatever it is, monster grunge lady. Grunge. She tells him to go to the garden. Do you listen? Do you go to the garden? Because that's. I mean, that's a big decision to make. Listening Fuck to it. Fuck that hoe. I'm out that bitch. I'm, I'm like, nope. Where's the front door? I'm nope. I'm that. leaving this place. Yeah, I'm, I'm nope dipping out. That. I'm straight with you on that one. I'm nope. No, I'm not no. fighting this thing. No. Sounds like he's ill prepared for that. All he's got is a candle. You gotta call like the brothers Grimm or some shit. Cause you gotta yeah. get out of that situation. Out. Yeah. Call Listen, somebody. I'll give you like some Doctor Phil on this right now. Nobody is equipped enough to fight a goddamn ghost yeah don't even try don't just run just don't you we can't might see we it. might say like we're how all do you hit a ghost? yeah but how do you fight a ghost right i ain't swinging on one no i ain't swinging i'm running he can walk up to me and go boo and i'd be like uh uh-uh. uh-uh man uh-uh. i ain't having none of that don't bring that around me <laughs> <laughs> and i'm gone and before we take off, we want to give a shout out to the Unseen Paranormal Podcast with Eric Freeman Sims. Promo in your face. Check out for what's coming with that too down the pipe. Because we got some big things planned, boys and girls. Hey everyone, Eric here. I am the host of the Unseen Paranormal Podcast. Join me for a new episode every Wednesday as I delve into the unseen world with historians, authors, researchers, and investigators as we try to understand and make sense of the paranormal. You can listen to past and future episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or at unseenparanormalpodcast.com. Please like the show on Facebook and share with your friends. And remember, some of the scariest things are unseen. Because I'm excited about it. And I know you will be too. But we're not going to announce that yet because we're going to go ahead and save that for next week. (laughs) (laughs) Cliffhanger. So we have more to talk about next week.
But I just want to say thank you guys again. 2020 was an amazing year for us, and 2021 is only going to be like, hey, there. You know, we got our footprints on the sand and the beach, but now we're going for footprints on the moon. Yeah, technically we are in year three of what goes bump of the night, so that's pretty cool. And we're just like toddler steps at this point. Like it's just now blossoming into what we imagined it becoming one day and it's yeah. just now like becoming more of a reality of what we want it to be so thank you guys yeah it wouldn't be like that without your help so love and affection your way all right enough cringe <laughs> yeah guess where you can find us spotify apple music god I you heart- do shit i don't know there's a Bobbing. lot yeah uh pandora did i say i heard music not that one i heard him uh all the musical Google platform. is still around. It hasn't oh, shut down yet. I so. thought they did. I don't know. That's not <laughs> a thing, I guess. That is a thing. But just go to the Facebook page. You'll be able to find all the links. But if you really, 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 really want to find us, you know, you could always type in What Goes Bump in the Night podcast on Google. And uh, you, you could find us that way because I, I, that's how I find us, you know, sometimes. Yeah, or it's like, 2021. Come on. If yeah. you don't know how to find a podcast, then you probably don't listen to podcasts. Hey, Alexa play what goes bump in the night <laughs> we're still dragging this bit out <laughs> i one i really want one one of these days somebody to be like you got my alexa to play what goes bump the night people do we can see that stat so please and thank you yeah that's really cool we appreciate people that do that because I, I don't actually don't have the ability to do that yet so i'm just technically inclined. amazon hit us up with an alexa because we own it so if you want to sponsor us with electronics you know i'm always open to that <laughs> all right we're really reaching now <laughs> okay enough 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 all right i love you guys i'll see you next week riley remember folks to keep your ears and eyes open for what really goes bump in the night finito this podcast is sponsored by mitten marketing solutions If you have struggled to grow your online presence, revenue, or community, you definitely need to check them out at MittenMarketingSolutions.com. Mitten Marketing has drastically increased business for many company social media profiles through organic traffic, customer engagement, and digital marketing uniquely tailored for your needs. Again, specifically for your business needs, check out MittenMarketingSolutions.com.